I immediately just started and I knew if I don't know something, I'll ask my brokerage and I'll get it figured out. So I'd say just anyone getting in, hit the ground running. Don't be scared to talk to strangers. You're listening to the Building Stronger Agents podcast, where we interview the top solo agents, team leaders, and brokers across the country to see what makes them thrive in today's market and beyond. Welcome back, everyone, to the Building Stronger Agents podcast. Today, we've got a special guest. He's 19 years old. He graduated from high school last year in 2022 and got licensed in July, and he's already sold eight houses, and he's got seven pending. And today, we're going to talk to him. His name is Brendan Lamline. Is that correct, Brendan? Yeah, yeah, Lamline. Brendan Lamline. And uh, we're going to talk to him today about how the heck he got in this business, why he wanted to do it, and what his plans are for the future. And without further ado, Brendan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. This is great. So let's get right into it. So this time last year, you were finishing up your last semester of high school. Correct, yeah. Usually uh, what people are thinking about then is either going to college or drinking or having a good time. I mean, what, what snapped in your head to make you decide to start a career so soon? I've always wanted to. I mean, I, uh, even in high school, like obviously had a little bit of fun here and there partying, but it never really intrigued me. I never actually liked it. And um, I I don't know, I was always into like filming, customizing shoes for people. I had an LLC with that. And like, I just, that just wasn't for me. The whole party scene and everything, I didn't care about it at all. I wanted to, I don't know, I've always wanted to get into things young. That way I can set myself up early in life. That wow. just appeals to me more. Yeah, that's uh that's a tonic that most of us uh, didn't take. And for those of you who don't know, one of the reasons I reached out to Brendan and he and I know each other is because I got into the business uh, when I was 19 years old and I've stuck with it for 35 years. So I reached out to him because he looked so young and, uh, you know, we've we've formed a friendship, but um, you're just doing great, man. So what made you think about real estate? Uh, do you want the do you want the long story or? Well, I give mean, us, you know, we don't want to have anybody fall asleep, but give us the right, right version about, you know, you're, you're in high school and you, when did you take your classes? Did you take those actually in high school? Yeah, I did. So, so fourth grade, I saw this girl at a gas station in a Maserati Gran Turismo and she let me sit in it. And I said, what do you do? And she said, real estate. I had no clue what that meant. No clue what that meant at all. So I started researching it, but all I knew is like, I love cars. I could get this car if I did real estate. But as I got older and I started researching more and understanding it, you know, I just fell in love with houses. I was always on Zillow. I was always, when I got my license, I would drive around in these like really rich neighborhoods and just look at houses constantly. I, I still do that. But um, yeah, just, I've always had the passion for houses. It started with that girl though in fourth grade. And then my health teacher's wife in sixth grade was a realtor and she came in for career day one day and explained everything. And I was like, just in awe. And then, um, so it's always been in my mind, but then high school, I started taking it more seriously. I started really looking into the investments. Being an investor is the reason I actually got my license. I want to have a huge portfolio. I love being an agent though. I'm always going to do that. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, I met my mentor on accident uh, like New Year's Day of 21. And he kind of took me under his wing and he showed me everything with the investment side of things. He's a realtor at Keller Williams as well. At the time it was Dehoff. Um, but he showed me all the ins and outs that he knows with real estate. And I just, that's when I knew 
at 17 years old, I was like, yeah, I have to get into real estate. Cause then I was running around doing things hands on. I knew that I loved it. So it was nice. Cause that was like a little trial for me. And then, yeah, I got, I started real estate school probably halfway through the school year, a little halfway through uh, senior year finished. I had to wait to get my diploma. So I, I got my diploma and then I took the exam twice and I failed both times. So after I failed the second time, I actually worked at a pizza shop as well on top of everything else. Um, after I failed the second time, I literally quit my job because I had money saved and I was like, you know what, this will just force me to do it. And then I passed the third time and I just haven't looked back since. That's fabulous, man. I mean, that's I've got kids. I've got a 23-year-old and a 26-year-old, and they're both doing great, fortunately. But when I see somebody yeah. your age who's doing so great, I mean, I it just really makes me feel good. So when you get your real estate license and you walk into your real estate office, um, what, what did you do right away to get traction? Like you go in there, imagine you got some help, but what did you do? right out of the gate because you probably had no perspective or direction on what you should be not at all not at all i mean there was a really good there's really good coaching in my brokerage and that helped a lot because i didn't even know where to start really and greg like he just always told me that's my mentor's name i don't know if i mentioned on here yeah he always told me just like create the opportunity like don't wait for it you know so i mean just all i talked about was real estate and i was putting so much time into the doing the social media posts and People were telling me, do cold calls. So I did cold calls, go to open houses. I went to open houses. I just, I started just doing everything that people told me to do. And it just, it's been working so far. It's just uh, most, most of my business, those actually came from sphere. So, you know, people, you know, this people that uh, are, you're close to friends, family, friends of friends, family of friends. Um, it's actually really not been anybody immediately close to me. It's been like my friends, family members or you know, a couple kids that I graduated with actually too, which is pretty shocking because I just graduated. Yeah. They're buying houses already, but most, most of it's been um, just sphere. I've had a couple like little online leads. Um, I'm currently working with a few people from Boomtown as well. And then I work a lot of FISPOs. Um, I just recently started doing FISPOs though. None of those have actually converted yet, but a lot of cold calling. I've gotten, I've gotten business from strangers as well, but it's mainly just sphere. Well, you're lucky because when I got in the business, when I was 19, none of my friends' parents wanted to do, have anything to do right. with sending me business. I mean, they, yeah, and they just was, thought they were like, you, you're not ready to handle our biggest financial transaction. Right. Right. And that was something I worried about too. Like my age was my biggest, it was my biggest like flex, but biggest insecurity getting in. Oh, sure. it was like, are people going to take an 18 year old seriously? I was 18 when I got licensed. Right. And, uh, I've only had a couple instances where people are like scared because of my age, like kind of, you know, what is I'm not going to trust you. Or why would I put my an 18 year old? And, you know, I've only had that a couple of times. Most of the time people don't care at all. But I think it's I think the thing is, did you know you wanted to do real estate for a while or I can't remember? Did you just no, get into it because you met somebody or? No, I was working at an auto parts store after I graduated from high school. All my friends went to college. I knew I'd probably go, but the summer after high school, um, I was, I turned 18 in December. So I was going to be 19 the following December. So the summer after high school, I worked at an auto parts store and some guy came into the office and to get spark plugs or something. I went out to the parking lot to look at his car or truck to see what spark plugs he needed. 
and we just started chatting and he was like you what are you doing working in this auto parts store i'm like money and he's like well you ought to get into real estate and i'd i didn't know exactly what that looked like but kind of like you i thought that you know at 18 or 19 years old you you think well i was 18 then you just think that real estate agents they're ballers, right? Because they all drive fancy cars and- Everyone thinks that it's- Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was thinking, and I'm like, what makes you think I could do that? And he goes, well, you know, we, we lived in Portage County, Ohio, which is where Kent, Kent State is. And uh, he said, well, you could be, I got a guy in Akron who owns a Century 21 office and you could be his Portage County man. So I went back in the auto parts store thinking, I've just won the lottery. They're going to make me the Portage County man. And- Little did I know that um, that wasn't going to happen. But I did make an appointment to go meet with that broker. Um, the guy wasn't overly impressed because I drove my mom's car. All the struggles that you might have had. I mean, I I went, I didn't, because I had no real, I didn't really understand. There was no way to research back then. We didn't have the internet. Right, right. It's so convenient now. I'd been watching YouTube videos and exactly. articles and everything about real estate for, I mean, since late middle school, early high school. I remember like sixth grade, I used to sit, my friends and I would ride BMX bikes around. And we used to sit in the back of the school parking lot. Uh, me and actually the friend's house I'm in now, Colin, uh, me and him would sit there on our bikes and we would always be like, dude, we got to get properties together. Like I remember in sixth grade, I was literally <laughs> like, we have to get our real estate license. We have to get properties. We and then my friend Joey too, he's actually in school now. He's waiting to test. Um, um, but him and I, I met him and I started talking his ear off freshman year about real estate. And then he like found so much interest in it because of me. And now he's going to, I'm going to end up uh, recruiting him. But yeah, I mean, just me and all my friends have been talking about real estate for ever. So um, it's so awesome. So going back to July, when you got your license and you um, started, Compared to now, what are some of the things that you found in those short seven or eight months that are different than you than you thought? Like the the 2022 July Brendan versus the 2023 uh, March Brendan. What are the things that are different than you thought they would be? Well, I was running around with a few people who like in real estate, they didn't do a lot of nurturing or marketing or anything. So I just... I had the common misconception. I knew I would have to work, but I had the misconception of like, clients are going to come to me. I'm just wow. going to tell people I'm in real estate and they're going to come to me, um, which I quickly realized like the first month, like the first week into it, I realized, okay, this isn't the case at all. So I changed that mindset real quick, but um, that's really about it. And then uh, a lot of people say real estate, you have flexibility. I haven't found that yet. I mean, I'm working a ton right now, at least, but it's because I'm producing. So, you know, it's I'm not complaining because I love it. But I thought, I don't know, I thought uh, clients would just fall into my lap. And I thought I might have a little bit more free time than I do right now. I know being new, right. I'm not getting all the referrals and everything yet, but right, that's right. really about it. Yeah, Besides so that, I mean, everything. everything's about how I thought it would be. Well, the two big things are freedom and the way you get your business. And you you found out quickly that they don't just fall on your lap. In fact, you were no different after you got your license than before. It's not like there's a magnet out there that suddenly starts attracting people to you to buy or sell right. a house. And in fact, because right. of the age, it was probably the other way. So what are you now that you're what, eight months in? 
Yeah, like seven and a half. Yeah, almost eight months. What are you doing differently now than you did at the beginning? Like if somebody was getting licensed now and you've got eight, seven, eight months under your belt and you've had 15 pending and closed, which is really, really good. I mean, you're already better than the national average. The, na the average realtor only sells six to seven homes a year and you've got 15 pending and closed under your belt. Seriously? Yeah, that's what it is. Really? Huh? The average wow. real estate that's agent sells about six homes a year. Wow. So you're already That's ahead eight? of that and you're eight months in. So you didn't know that at all, no. huh? No, that's it. That's like, I'm well, I don't want to make you lower 2023. I don't want you lower the bar. <laughs> so you no, not at all. I'm like, the rest I'm just, of I'm the just, year. I'm just, <laughs> like I've, um, yeah, that's crazy. But no, I, so what I would tell someone new and, you know, what's different now compared to then, I guess. Time blocking. I wasn't as good with managing time. So I'm like, that's big. That's very big for me now. It's like, I have a lot to do in a day. So it's like, let's man manage time is the most important thing. And don't be scared. Because when I first got in, I was like, so scared to cold call. I was so scared to door knock. And now it's like, I mean, I do it constantly. It's so easy. So like, and the biggest thing I would say too, I a lot of a lot of people when they first got licensed, which I can understand, it was more like, they felt like they had to know everything first before they tried to get clients. I immediately just started and I knew if I don't know something, I'll ask my brokerage and I'll get it figured out. So I'd say just anyone getting in, hit the ground running. Don't be scared to talk to strangers because that's like, that's all it is. It's conversations about real estate. Talk to strangers and um, get good at time management if you're not because that's like you, you got to be disciplined. No one. I mean, you know this, nobody's telling me how many houses I have to sell. I'm not going to get fired if I don't sell houses. I don't have to be in the office every day. I don't have to come to meetings. I don't have to do anything. Nobody so it's cares. All my choice. It's, yeah, it's all your choice. So this yeah. this career will literally eat you alive. Um, and people don't realize that. Everyone thinks like all realtors are successful. I mean, you just said it yourself. What, what was it? Six houses a year? The average realtor sells about six. I sold 17 my first full year. Which is great. That's good. Well, it was all right. It'd be at least 10. I figured, well, for a first year, you know, but um, yeah, I just, 87, I just, you got to hold yourself accountable. That's it. 87%. You're giving us a lot of gold here, especially for your age. When do you turn 19, by the way? I turned to 19. What is it? It's March now, December 20. My birthday's oh, right, Christmas. I turned 19. Yeah. 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 My birth, my birthday's at December 29th. I think I told you that yesterday. We do like you, we both, uh, you started young and you were at a pizza shop as well. Like I know you said you were at the auto parts store, but yeah. it's just. And I worked yeah, at a pizza crazy. shop, Palumbo's Pizza. Right. And then I got my first paycheck, which was 692 bucks. And I immediately walked into them and I'm like, I got to quit. And they were so happy for me because they knew that I That's was. good. Oh, That's they knew good. that I wasn't pizza shop material. So I got, and we had a, we didn't have cell phones back then. So there was a pay phone on a pole at the bottom of the parking lot from the pizza shop. So they would let me, right. it, I'd have a pager and they would let me return pager calls uh, on my shift. So they were really supportive, awesome. but I got my first check, 692 bucks. It was from a $48,000 sale, 285 East Archwood in Akron. I've actually sold that house four times, but um, I quit my job at the pizza shop then. I'm like, you know, that's my first, I got 692 bucks to my name now and I got to make this work. And that was in September. Right. I got licensed in April 
Got my first sale under my belt. Took me a lot longer than you. Uh, for it closed. You got a job though. I had a part. Yeah, it was part time delivering pizza. Right. I was just delivering pizza at nights, but I was making like three hundred bucks a week back then, which was plenty for me because I was right. living at home yeah. with my mom and my dad. Um, but anyway, yeah, I quit my job and I was like, that I I can't keep. I felt like you said. I thought if I don't quit my job, I'm gonna just keep kind of dragging along. If I quit my Honestly, job going into the fall and winter, I'm gonna have to hustle. So my goal at that point exactly. was to sell one house a month. That I'm like, okay, I gotta do one in October, yeah. one in November, one in December. That was my goal. And then the the following year, um, I sold 17. That's good. Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's funny because I honestly think depending on the person, like take this very lightly for whoever's watching or listening. It's uh I think if you have that like career path that you're really want and you're finally getting into it, quitting your job if you're in the situation too wouldn't be a bad idea for depending on the person. I mean, for me it was like I had the same, I had like three thousand saved up. I bought I paid for real estate school myself in cash, and then I got in, I paid the all the dues, the MLS dues, um, all my signs and everything. That was like almost 500, like business cards, right. all the marketing material. I ended up spending like three grand like this. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, okay, now we got it. Like we have to go. Cause I'm not getting, I was like, I already quit my job. I'm not getting another job. I refuse to do anything but real estate. Like, so I just, it kind of lit that fire under me. When you, when you're desperate, you just make it happen. What does um, time blocking look for, like for you? Uh, every day I start off with lead gen. So it's either the cold calling. And if I'm caught up on that, following up with current clients and then social media, social media is, I kind of put it to the side though. It's like all of actually talking to people comes first and then social media is after I don't do it as much as I'd like to. Um, and then after that, it's just well, not to cut you off, but social media is good to build a brand and to build awareness, but Nothing beats phone conversations or face-to-face -face meetings. Face-to-face -face conversations. That's what you need. The social media only gets so far. And if you're only posting and not following up with people when you post, it doesn't really do as good. No engagement. So yeah. you have to, right, right. But I mean, um, yeah. And then after that, it's just whatever else I have time blocked in my day with actually servicing clients. Like get this turned into the title company and show this house and do. So, I mean, that's, it's mainly just like my mornings that are really time block for lead all gen. of the lead gen. Yeah. And then um, if there's days where I have something like an important class that I want to go to or a meeting or something in the morning, then I just do it in the after I'll time block it for the afternoon or something. Or if I don't have time that day, I'll just do extra the next day. As a young guy, how do you stop from keeping your days being taken up by staring at your phone and watching reels and all of that? It can get hard. I just don't open the apps. And if I do, I just, it's to post. Like I hardly, like I don't really check um, my Facebook messages or like DMs as much as I should. There's nothing important in there anyways. If I see a notification from somebody I, that's, you know, something important, I respond right away. But um, there has been times where I've got on Instagram and I'll be on the reels and I, I, it's just all like car videos. And I'm just like mindlessly scrolling for 30 minutes. I'm like, what am I doing? Right. I think we all do that. But I mean, I don't know. I just... Just don't open the app. <laughs> if you don't open the app, it won't happen. Yeah, it's like um, I asked my dad, how I said, Dad, how did you quit smoking after 38 years? He said, I stopped buying cigarettes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you just don't open the app and you just don't consume 
stuff. You just want to be a poster. Right. Yeah. You're either a uh, consumer or a provider. It's right. You got to be one of the two. It's, so, it's hard to do both. Going into your second six months, um, since that's what we're dealing with, you don't have a full year under your belt. What are you doing right now? Now that you've got, you know, you've got this experience, you know how to write a contract, you know how to list a house. Um, you know, what are you doing right now? What do you like to get into the spring and, and get yourself a really strong next few months? What are you doing specifically? A lot of the people that reach out to me like winter, well, that I reach out to in the winter and they're like, hey, we're waiting until spring. I've been continuing to follow up, follow up with them. All the people that sign into my website, I follow up with them, just nurturing my pipeline. Um, still calling the FISBOs. Uh, let, let me stop you there. Houses. FISBOs. What's your method for calling for sale by owner? So the first time I call them is just, hey, the reason for my call is twofold. You know, just curious, I have buyers in your price range. If I were to bring you a buyer, would you be willing to co-op with a real estate agent? Yes, great. Okay, well, studies also show if for sale by owners fail to sell the house on their own, they usually list with an agent. About how long until you consider possibly listing with an agent? And then they tell me, you don't get them on the first call ever. So, you know, then they tell me either leave me alone or you know, maybe a few more weeks, we want to give it a month, we're giving it until next week. And then depending on the time frame that they give me, I'll either check up with them once every week, every other week, or like every few days, if it's pretty soon. So then I'll just follow up. And when I do, it's, you know, how's everything going with the house? Have you had any extraction yet? And I always try and give them like little bits of advice here and there, just so they know, like I'm coming from a helping point. And then, um, and then, yeah, it hits a point where, you know, Hey, you told me a couple of weeks ago that today would be your last day. You're going to try on your own. Are we able to, you know, meet up? And then I would go to the listing appointment, but I haven't gotten that far yet because I'm still pretty new with FISBOs. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. So on the first meeting, when you talk to them and you ask them a couple of questions, why don't you try to schedule an appointment? Like after you say, Hey, um, if I had a buyer that paid a price and terms acceptable to you, would you be open to looking an offer looking at an offer from me um, and they say, yeah, I say, that's great. Do you mind if I schedule a time to pop over and take a quick run through the house? That way I can speak intelligently about it when I run into a buyer. Huh? Yeah. Cause then you're getting, cause FISPOs are getting called by everyone. So right. But you if you're not, say, listen, I'm not say I'm not calling to list the house. There's a lack of inventory right now. And I'm trying to create a list of off market properties so that when we have buyers, I can try to encourage them to look at these off-market properties as well. Uh, as long as I could bring a, bring you an offer with price and terms acceptable to you, uh, meaning the net was acceptable, would you be willing to look at something like that? They usually say yes and then say, hey, uh, that's cool. Do you mind if I schedule a time to pop over, take a quick look at the house? That way I can speak intelligently about it once I run into a buyer. Uh, plus I'll take yeah. some notes. Uh, and then since you're so nice, I've got to I've got a checklist of pit, common pitfalls uh, that a lot of home sellers fall into. And I'll, I'll give you that list just for being nice to me. Right, right. Yeah, that's actually great. I like that a lot. Because if they've met you face to face and you build a connection with them, you've got a much better chance of using that to springboard the relationship forward. If you're just calling them and checking in, it's harder to do that because they don't know you. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The face-to-face -face connections is always really important. That's like the biggest thing. So I would always try to get an appointment 
um, when I was dealing with when I was dealing with for sale by owners. I I got into calling for sale by owners at a very young age um, because I I I got really good at listing them, and uh, and it was always that I'd get in the house, walk through the house, show them my eighty one point. Um, now you found a uh, you found a buyer. What do you do now? And it basically went through every possible calamity uh, that could possibly happen. And I would and I would go over that list with them. But as I'm reading it to them, it's scaring them. Right, right, yeah. And especially too, if you're coming from an educational standpoint, right, like they're gonna know. Okay, he knows what he's doing. Like they're yep. gonna trust he or she. I'm, you know, they're gonna trust right. you a lot more. So that's a big thing too. Just educating. I like that. Yeah, I never even thought of that. Uh, at your young age, are there any things that you do? I can tell you what I did, but what do you do to overcome the age? Like if it does come up, like what are you doing to put yourself in a position where people don't ask you about your age? Luckily, I've sold what I've sold. So I always just let them know, look, just because I'm young, I've had experience doing this. And also, if there's ever a question you that I don't know the answer to, I have a ton of different agents and people in my brokerage. The brokerage themselves will get the answer. I can get it to you. Like pretty right. much, I mean, as a real estate agent, your job is to just protect from things going wrong. I mean, part of your job, right? Right. So I just let them know, regardless of my age, I'm still going to be able to back them up no right. matter the situation. Yeah. Um. Usually that's just, you know, just touching up on those points. The fact that I've actually produced, even though I'm young, and the fact that there's people that I can get answers from if I don't know yep. the answer. Absolutely. One thing, uh, and obviously being able to reflect on your 15 sales that you've had is fabulous. One thing that I always did, I wanted to make sure I knew my numbers. So I would, al I would always know how many houses were for sale, what they were selling for, what they cost that way. Because if you sound informed, then they must figure they got it wrong. He can't be that young if he knows that much. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how quickly they forget about your age when you're when you know what you're talking about and you know details and you have like real knowledge, substantive knowledge, not just, you know, sales speak, but actually knowing, right. knowing the, your, your local market and, uh, and, and, and how, and, the, and those numbers, I mean, it's, that's really right. important. Yeah. Very important. But yeah, luckily, like I said, the age thing hasn't really been an issue. It was only, only two instances when I was like fairly new in real estate. Um, was really about it besides that it's been it hasn't really been an issue that's because you're not focusing on that you're focusing on success so right. if somebody does have a problem with that you've already said it you just move on to the next person you're because you've got these big goals speaking of which like what do you see like what what do you see happening through the rest of this year obviously you got into this market last year while interest rates were going up so you, interest rates were going up right. You weren't here when the rates were three and a half percent where everything was flying off the shelves, although things are starting to again. Like, so you don't have the perspective as someone that got in in 2020 where everything's moving so quickly and, you know, six, 10, 15 offers on every house. So you're, you got in at a good time because as the market contracts, that's all you know. When I got in in 1988, right. the market was in the toilet. Interest rates were 11 percent, 10 and a half to 11 percent. So I didn't know any different. So I just had, knew I had to sell houses. So when the market eased up, it was just way easier for me. Of course, of course. Um, so so my goal, I mean, I have a financial goal for what I want to make. I don't, I'm not going to say it here. You don't have to say but, that. But uh, I, I want to at least help 25 parties, 
you know, either families, investors, whatever it may be, um, buy or sell a home. So I, I want to do 25 in the calendar year of 2023. That's how many addresses I want to produce, um, people I want to help. Uh, and then again, it's just, I still haven't really found like that one thing or the couple things that I'm like really strong at. It's just, again, continuing to target my sphere, continuing to do the cold call, nurture the people that are in my pipeline. I mean, right now in general, I have just my, uh, everybody that's in my database, it's a little over 200 people. So if I can, wow. I mean, even if 10 of the 200 that are currently in there close before the end of this year, that'll help a ton. And I've had sales where it's just unexpected. Like I was with, last night I was with some a few people and someone walked up to me because they heard me talking about real estate. They, they're like, hey, I've been thinking about getting a duplex and living in one half. And um, I got his email and phone number and I just sent him over to my lender today and they scheduled a conversation for 630 tomorrow and now I'm sending him duplexes and there's wow. things that come up out, out of nowhere. nowhere as yeah yeah and it's and it actually happens pretty frequently like I got a um a guy who got under contract an investor with two properties with me just I mean out of the blue I haven't even met him longer than a month ago and um now we're under contract and he's continuing to look at more so it's it's just pretty nice because it you know, the people in my database on top of the things that are going to come up throughout the year, I'm pretty confident I can probably do 25 this year. I think you're going to do more than 25. You've already got seven pending. I hope so. That'd and how many, a, how many of you got closed? Uh, before. Like now, this pending, year. In, in 2023, three. Three so plus be after, seven. After all these would be 10. And you've still by, got the like spring market. You've still got the right. spring market, the, the summer, the fall. Oh, dude, I think you'll you'll sell at least 25. The thing that so. my crazy. business coach always told me, um, I've had a business coach for about 15 years. And uh, what he always said is if the easiest way for you to get busy in this business is just put out good energy. If you're talking to people yes. and yes. always talking about real estate, being positive about what's happening in your community, you're going to attract people to you. It's just the way that it happens. Right. And I think that's why you're seeing success. Because one thing I've noticed about you, you're always positive. You're just working. You're not interested in anything else other than just making stuff happen. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's actually, yeah. I mean, I'm, I met with somebody, a uh, marketing person with a, a lending corporation and they were like, Hey, try and sprinkle in the real estate. Like all I post about in general is just real estate because I don't, I don't like do anything else. Like it's just it's real <laughs> right. estate. Like real estate and cars are like, but it's like mainly it's real estate is like all I all I really do. So it's hard to even like, yeah, I just naturally talk about it all the time. Right. I just I like it. I mean, when you're passionate about something, of course it's it's constantly on my mind. Like Yeah, and the reason you're so passionate is because you got checks coming in. Well, even I mean, even before that, I mean, luckily it's been, you know, knock on wood, it stays this way. And so there's going to be bumps in the road. But all in all, it's been fairly good since I've started. I've been able to get traction pretty fast. Right. Um, but but yeah, even before that, I mean, I've always known. I mean, since fourth grade, there were when I was young, there were things in between. Like I thought, oh, I want to do this or this. But real estate has always been there since like 10 years old. And as I've gotten older, it's just been more and more of an interest. And now that I'm actually in it. I'm more interested than ever. So, well, uh, I can see easily why you're having success. You're, you're taking action. You're not waiting for people to help you. You're following up, you're protecting your time and you're just going out every day and trying to have conversations with strangers. And that 
Um, unfortunately, it's not any sexier than that. That's about it. You're not waiting for, not waiting to get things from leads. The one thing I can tell you, get a business page, make sure you start getting your clients to review you. Social proof is incredibly important. Google businesses. I need to get more reviews on like Facebook and realtor.com and stuff. I always send people my Google business. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've just, I just only started recently doing that about a month and a half ago because there was some weird difficulty i couldn't get my business page approved i had to start from scratch but yeah I, but i've been sending my link to everyone so i've been getting reviews on there now you just go back to your other clients and you just say hey i'm having a contest need to get some more reviews i'll give you a ten dollar uh you know gas card if you can give me a, a give me a review by wednesday or whatever and i i built oh, them that yeah. way i think we've got 245 on google now and i which is amazing we've got Dude, i love your i love your van 550 oh the moving truck yeah that was yeah. One, that was one when i was in my 20s uh the old realtor magazine i saw an ad in there from on the move and i thought to myself i want one of those moving trucks for me like right. i felt like if i can ever have a moving truck then i'm legit and i was finally able right. to, i got one in 2019 but here's a crazy story on that and we'll shut this down 2019 i decided to order a moving truck going into 2020 and i ordered it in november and or yeah november and uh it was it was expensive it was like 60 grand it's a nice moving truck from on the move they're a company that they make moving trucks for uh for realtors and uh uh self-storage places but mainly real estate agents anyway i ordered it in november and then COVID hit in january oh yeah yeah so it was being built in new york and the whole state was shut down so there was a delay it showed up in april and I remember standing in the parking lot when they delivered this moving truck and I should have been excited. And instead I was going, we may have to move into that truck. <laughs> it sounded like with right? COVID, everything scared with, everyone. COVID, everything shut down. And we were like, yeah. this is going to be, I might end up moving into this truck. Like this might, I might Very. have to live in this thing. But luckily that, weird that COVID that almost happen. like sped real estate up though. Like we've had the most insane market. Yeah, it's wild. Like it's, it's so bizarre. I don't understand, but um, yeah, nobody yeah, would have thought that uh, a pandemic would actually make the stock market and the housing market go bananas through the roof. It's ridiculous. Listen, yeah, man, no one, no been, one. You've been great on here. You've given a ton of great information. Anyone getting into real estate at your age, you've proven Nobody's got any excuses. That's why they hated me. When I started, I told you my, my nickname was flash in the pan penny. Cause they said, you can never sustain this. You need to just calm down because, because they all looked, I basically exposed them for being losers. Like I, all these 30 and 40 and 50 year old people in my office and I'm, and I'm in there with a smile on my face, getting my name up on the chalkboard. And because uh, we had a sales board that was a chalkboard and I'd go in there and I'd write WP on it. I'd, I'd use the second part of the W, turn it into a P. I had this special initial that I'd throw by my sales. And I remember I September of 89, I had, which was my first four year, I had nine sales on the board. And all the people in my office were looking at me like, what, who do you think you are? You're never, you know, this is never going to work out for you long term. You can't keep up this energy. And I was just constantly fighting that negative energy. And I didn't even listen to it. I'm like, I don't even, yeah, you can't, you I don't can't. even care, you know, and I would just smile and be nice to them and just keep putting my name on that board. And that's all that I did. And you're going to do the same thing. You already are, man. And um, I think you're doing amazing. I appreciate job. it. You've so, inspired me a lot. I appreciate you having me on. Seriously.
Oh, you're welcome, man. So anyway, here we have it, guys. Thanks for listening to Brendan today. This is another great episode of Building Stronger Agents podcast. Stick with us. We'll continue interviewing great guys and girls like Brendan. And if you're listening to this on, on, on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, please like our podcast and give us a review. Uh, that'll help us be seen more people so, or by more people. So anyway, thanks, Brendan. We appreciate your being here and you have a great day, man. Thank you, you as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Building Stronger Agents podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and share our podcast with your friends.